It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Sidney. NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and as usual I'm joined by my old buddy my old pal I never know how that's going to turn out sound wise because sometimes it's off the charts and I yeah, always feel like you gotta watch again. the L plosives gotta watch mm. the L plosives yeah it looked good though plosives looks yeah. good I don't know how it sounded yeah. on people's car radios but uh, it's good well don't don't crash your cars mm. yeah that's um, official a PSA from us at UK yeah. Packers because we did have one guy nearly swerve off the road uh, with one of our previous intros but he did not die and for those who did die never seemed to contact and tell us anyway never. starting off on a pretty grim note bro, but um, question for you which yeah. uh, sort of item from the whole video would you like to have got your mitts on well, all of them, but the fact that, you know, I'm not allowed, obviously for a good reason, to sign up to Patreon to get them, I was just mm. hoping that maybe it'd hold a few things back. Like in that Father Ted episode, yeah, where, you know, we rig it that I win, and somehow it goes horribly wrong. Yeah, the, the merch was just resting in my account. If people don't know what we're yeah. talking about, um, patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. Now, not to speak ill of people who create, because, you know, people do a fantastic job, and we all do this for free. Um, and all that kind of stuff but you know you'll have the creators out there who you sign up you give them a fiver or a tenner or whatever um, and it greatly helps them out we go one step further here in UK Packers HQ and I get over like a ridiculous amount of signed merchandise and literally give every single piece of it away um, the last one that I gave away was one that I didn't want to give away Daryl which was the iced mm-hmm. matte black uh, Mason Crosby signed mini helmet and this uh, hall of merch Go to youtube.com forward slash UK Packers or just go type in UK Packers to um, or go to our Twitter feeds and all that kind of stuff. Um, go to YouTube and check it out. So, you know, I'll give you a quick teaser as to what's in there. We've got a Rashan Gary Chrome helmet. Um, we have a, a massive signed Brett Favre picture, which, Daryl, I didn't know it was that big when I ordered it. I yeah. forgot. And then I Wait was oh. like, because I was looking at it, I was like, where's the Brett Favre one? Because that's that's the key piece. And then I was like, oh, it's behind this massive Jair Alexander signed pick, which is also behind this nice. massive David Bakhtiari signed pick. Um, so there's Rashan Gary jerseys. There's a signed Elton Jenkins football. Uh, there's these huge, again, huge bobbleheads. Like, when you think of a bobblehead, you think of the Churchill dog, probably, right? You know, like, oh, yes, mm. where he's in the back of a car. Uh, our granddad famously had them. And skelly bones uh, hanging from his uh, mirror, fun times. Um, but when I got these bobbleheads, I was like, really? And I took them out there. These things are huge. So I've got a, a special limited edition, special edition, any edition special that you can, can put on there, um, of Rashan Gary's draft bobble and Jair Alexander's draft bobble. And all of this stuff is being, as I say, is being given away. So, you know, a lot of these people get you to sign up and it's just thank you for it, which again, I'm not knocking that, but we literally give hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of merch away every single month. Um, so do sign up to that, not to flog uh, that too heavily. But I just, I feel like, there's no fan group in the UK or Ireland that has this type of access to merch for their fans. Um, and I try, you know, 
get it out to you guys if I can, if there's a piece that you're really interested in. Um, and the people on Patreon uh, were just salivating at the mouth there when they saw it. So if you're yeah. interested in any of those items, like I've got a signed Ron Wolf mini helmet and Mike Holmgren signed photo as well. I mean, it's just just watch the video if you want to see what it's all about and dive onto Patreon. It's a great community too because there's posts on there and people are really invested and they they comment back and I really love hearing from the Patreon supporters. An awful lot of them actually started off as sort of podcast um, listeners as well. Anyway, um, so with that sort of, um, I don't want people to miss out, with that out of the way, Daryl, uh, news is fairly sparse for the Packers, but yeah. we have got some sort of even semi-clarity on some issues uh, during the week. Yeah. What has caught well, your eye? Well, it look, well, as much as, I, I mean, I love salary cap. I love salary cap discussions. I love number crunching and I especially love spreadsheets. That is a complete and utter lie. Anyone who knows how to use Excel, you included, yeah. you're, it's some kind of demon it's like some kind of black magic. I love Excel. a V lookup or a if I have to say. They really make no, my life. No, no, stop it. Stop it. I stop only that. found out a couple of years ago that you can add things up on it and you can use formulae to formulate stuff. Stop. Mm. Why? Accountants are strange, strange individuals. You will not find one lawyer on this planet that will tell you they like Excel. And if they do, they're lying. Yeah, which, it's a fact. No, it's kind of in their wheelhouse. <laughs> Yeah, so if anyway, salary yeah. cap, Go on. crunching numbers. I yep. know you love an L. You love counting beans. Nom, it's nom, just nom. what you do. Yeah. So we've lost uh, Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner, not um, unexpected. So they were released on Friday. That clears another 9 million off the cap. So you make minute, it sound like they're dead. Our... You say lost, you make it sound like they're dead. Well, actually, another piece of news that caught my eye during the week is they're out in the car park digging it up in Lambeau. Right oh, no. now, apparently it's because they're moving a four hundred thousand gallon water tank. Air yeah, quotes. whatever. That's where that's where Kirksey and Wagner are going. Um, because if we can't have him, no, no one, one can. can. But um, I don't know. So, would they do that with Wagner and Kirksey anyway? Um, yeah, we should probably swiftly move on. But we'll just sort of have to mention to people as well, because again, salary cap is incredibly boring for people. And I know that there's lads out there what? who are really smart with it. And there's it's really weird. There's like been an emerging thing coming out where there's some people know a lot about it. Some reporters don't. Um, and then when they mm. get tweeted about the salary cap implications, they're like, there's other people that do this. I really don't care. So you're kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, it's become kind of a niche. Anyway, Ricky Wagner yeah. was low-hanging fruit. Uh, yeah. It was kind so of seen at the altitude. Yeah, 4.25 million. And Christian Kirksey yeah. as well, 5.61 million. So again, it was like sort of Andrew Brandt was saying, these players were cut and this proves that the salary cap is real. And then also, I'm kind of, do you know what? I'm kind of a little bit surprised about Ricky Wagner. I thought maybe they'd try to keep him around and they'd restructure mm. Aaron Rodgers' uh, contract. But there's another interesting one for you, Daryl, that yeah. um, Andrew Brandt was talking about, you know, do they change it all into a signing bonus, which would save them between four and 13 million, according to a really good graphic by Pete. Um, mm. And he was saying that he would try avoid that at all costs, that he still believes that Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback of the future and that he would, if he was still an exec in Green Bay, he'd actually be trying to avoid that one, which is really interesting to hear come out of him that he's still sticking to his guns. Yeah. And this is a guy who knows, but anyway, not to get too off. No, that's off that's a good point. I suppose the other point, because that's the easiest way to do this now. Basically, if you restructure Aaron Rodgers, you're done. That's yeah. the end of it. We don't need Pretty to do anything yeah. else. But I think this, the opportunity... Packers may take is just tidy up the roster a small bit mm. ahead of any other signings I mean Preston Smith you release him um, you can extend Devante you can release Dean Lowry which is probably going to happen you can extend Zadarius and you can release Devin Funches so there's a couple of other things to be done there that will save money here and there mm. so you probably could do all of that without restructuring yeah. Aaron Rodgers and still get under the cap um, other move news we're expected to lose Corey Lindsley which a little bit still a bit annoyed about to be honest I mean he's yeah. going to lose him he's only 30 
we signed him what fifth round in 2014 but since then he's basically been on the pitch every opportunity they think he can probably get about 10 mil on the open market mm. who's there to replace him you know what who do we currently have well we've got lucas patrick and lucas Elton patrick Jenkins, yeah. Yeah. you know and they'll, they'll do a very decent job but it's one of those things of um along with um, Jones and Williams do we just try and keep those three mm. um, again I think I suppose it depends on how much we save in the cap and what what else they're looking at and obviously the JJ Watt story won't die um, yeah and I guess die. before we get on to JJ Watt it is interesting about Lindsley that it's and again that's all speculation and rumours because free agency hasn't properly kicked off which is why mm. You know, it's very hard to do a podcast um, and for us to delve too deeply into it, which is why we don't get too granular over some of this stuff, because, again, it's all just hearsay. And an awful lot of this stuff, in fact, is put out by agents. And I know we'll talk about yeah. that with JJ Watts numbers, and they seem to totally be coming from his agent um, by yeah. the crazy figures that have, have come out there. Uh, but, yeah, Lindsley going... Uh, you know we're more and more uh, and especially with the uh, defensive coordinator we're more being shoved into where we have to go in the draft I mm. find because yeah. um, you know free agency we're probably not going to make too much of a dabble there not unless the, the arse falls out of the market but we see that even the salary cap now it was expected to be 180 and now they say it could be as high as 188 which is still 10 million below you know what it is uh, you know coming into this year or whatever mm. um, so you know there's that aspect of it but you know losing key pieces on the O-line they either trust what they have which they've strangely stuck behind some guys over the years where you know we didn't really get a look in to know what they were like um, so be that Lucas Patrick or whoever um there's probably an element of that to it and also that they've just been able to work magic on the O-line no matter who was plugged in there uh, throughout the, the season. So I think they have the utmost confidence in the, the O-line staff mm. uh, more than anything else. But um, yeah, it's a weird one. It kind of, it makes you think then that we're just going linebacker, cornerback and O-line in the draft, which doesn't yeah. leave space Looks for wide like receiver it. again. And nope. But then oh, you're, you're, no. But that's the thing. <laughs> and now you're looking at again, sort of like, oh God, what's going to happen now with the fan base or... I just buy a wide receiver just to try and keep them quiet for 20 minutes. Yeah, but no one's... You know what? No, it's it's the same as with our defensive coordinator. I said it on the pod before we selected uh, Barry, and I said, look, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. They're not going to be happy. Because like, Funch has put up a video, actually, on his Instagram, and he looks yeah. like an absolute demon. And I know he's playing basketball in it, but he looks in good physical shape. Um, and he's swearing, and he's, he means business. So he looks like a competitor, you know, but he has a drop issue. And we've seen, again, the Packers have issues with the receivers dropping balls. So, yes, he's not really the answer but god damn it, i'm not ready for that furor and storm and it does swing around but no, anyway neither am i i was thinking then as well i know we discussed jones and williams last week but mm. williams put out uh you know basically saying he wants to stay a packer for life so he's putting yeah. his cards on the table saying you know i'm still here if you want me he would be the cheaper option to take him but the way i'm kind of thinking about it is can we not just keep jones and williams you know we've got a system that works there yeah um and before we move on to jj watt because let's face it it's a story that just won't die and as you say is being kept in the news deliberately but Packers Wire had a good uh, piece from Zach Cruz and he talks about nine players that have regressed so I think last week they did the ones that have improved mm. and there's a couple of names in here um, and I think we'll just go through all nine for the laugh but the two Smiths obviously I think we'd agree with that yeah. Darius and Preston both regressed this year uh, Shandon Sullivan Kevin King no problems here from those two names for me yeah. um, Kenny Clark bit harsh yeah. really? I mean from his I mean, from his from his stellar heights, maybe he had a bit of a drop off, but I just don't think he. I couldn't say you could say he regressed. I just don't get that. Aaron no. Jones is on the list as well, and I'm going really. Yeah, if you're comparing 2019 to 2020, perhaps, and that's kind of the angle they're taking here. They're regressing from last season to this season, but I just wouldn't yeah. have him on the list. Bit regressing? No. Dean Lowry certainly. Jermaine Williams maybe. Don't know. 
Mercedes Lewis, certainly. But then he also has Kirksey and Oren Burke's sort of other players to note. I would have put those two on the list and taken off Kenny Clark and Aaron Jones. I mean, a bit mental. Yeah, a bit of a weird one as well because, I mean, it's all it's complimentary football, right? So you can't really pick yeah. out, you know, if you're not getting the edge pressure and then you're sort of slate. I don't know, Kenny Clark, he's right up there in the stats. Yeah. If, you know, I, I don't yeah. understand that. And as well as that, Zadarius Smith, um, whatever about his... Um, you know, regression. But then, and again, the, the start of the season was disappointing in comparison to what the Smith brothers were doing, as they mm, call yeah. them, um, up to that point. But at the same time, PFF proved that he was, what, the most double-teamed defensive player. So <clears throat> you kind of have to take that into account. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Look, you can you can sort of pick at anyone and say uh, that they've regressed. Jamal Williams, again, a bit harsh, uh, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he did be harsh. Because he's... You know, he never gets the flashy numbers, so I don't know how they're kind of saying he's regressed in that regard. Mercedes Lewis never really caught anything anyway, so he was always no. just in there as like, sort of is that a regression or is that just, you know, consistent? Yeah, just doing what so it's just been asked to be honest, to I think in, in this sort of time of the year as well, it's kind of a case of put out an article just to get people to mm. read it and then put in stuff so that now we're doing exactly probably what they wanted us to do. Yeah, and look, what? Zach has some enough. interesting stuff though and the yeah, OZ stuff. So fair fair play to yeah. him. Um, not, not dogging him, but again, he'd probably appreciate that we we disagree on it. Should we get to JJ what? Um, now and talk about the silliness of the numbers uh, that are coming out? Yeah, it's it's hilarious stuff to be fair. And I think you're completely right. It's definitely driven by his agent to whip up a bit of a feeding mm. frenzy. Yeah, so it come out from Diana ESPN, which is Diana Rossini. Do you know what I'd love to have? I'd love to just break a tweet like some of these people. I've never heard of her before. And some people go, oh, you've yeah. never heard of Diana Rossini. But no, it's only when they retweet them onto the timeline. It's happened with probably four or five different journals now. Like that guy Clayton that you said, again, yeah, John was, wasn't even on my radar. Uh, John Clayton, is he not George Clooney? Was that not that guy? And uh Oh, that, that was Michael Clayton. Michael Clayton. Ah, Fine movie. Person. Must be his Fine movie. He's, he's yeah, but, I mean, I, my, my tweets get broken all the time, but it's generally just Russian bots mm. retweeting my stuff. Yeah, you have a very niche subgenre there. You're very, very popular amongst the. I'm uh, massive the AI. in. I'm massive in Moscow. Mm. Basically, sub sub Siberian. Yeah. Russia. All. Yeah. Russia. But a massive all. following in Arkhangelsk. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they're all at. That's where those servers are. Yeah, yeah, that's are. where they're all at. Yeah. Um, Servernaya. Hey, do you remember that in Goldeneye? Go we hit, there was a level in Servernaya, mm. that island. Great game. <laughs> what a game. Like amazing I, game. I, I always thought like the graphics were amazing. And then I bought an N64 a couple of years ago just to relive the memories and I got it. And it's just that square block face thing. <laughs> just kind of like... Yeah, but... Oh, it's so bad. Do, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you re- relived the memories. You mean the nightmares of me hammering you mm. in every single multiplayer? the golden gun well i don't think that happened i think we're getting way off topic here but it is the off season but yeah i think we'll have to uh we're gonna do a live stream i don't know how we're gonna do it because it's an n64 we're gonna live stream somehow me and you playing golden again um and trying to shoot each other in the face with a golden gun remember we used to zip the body suit up and we used to go thank you Mm. thank you much money penny (laughs) as if she was some sort of anyway so let's get on to so this i don't know how the hell we got on there so she's one of these people then who's after breaking some tweet it's got like 1118 quote tweets and 697 retweets and 7000 likes so she said jj watt has received several offers from teams uh where's your proof uh per per sources by the way uh the best offer he's received right now is between 15 and 16 million per year i would name the source oh my lord come from jj watts agent now again like people are saying like look you know it's probably an average figure they'd obviously work something out between you know the the front part of the deal versus signing bonuses and guarantees and all this type of stuff i think look 
anybody saying, Daryl, that this is some sort of exercise and loyalty that he's going to go no. to whatever suits him best. No, he won't. He'll, he'll, he'll look no. at the thing and go... Like, for instance, people are saying, like, Green Bay would offer 10. So if he's getting offered 15 to 16, like Andrew Brand said, so basically what they're asking for is 17, then who's willing to go higher? Um, But look, there's an awful lot of teams that have better cap space than we do, probably a better need than we do. And it's a sentimental, cool story, the same as the D coordinator that we never got, Leonard. Um, But it it doesn't work out. Like, there was a punter years ago uh, that we had. And people were sort of uh, mad for it because he was from the locality. But look, it's that's not how it works out. He's an injury-prone player. Um, he's been on the sidelines yeah. a lot. He's been wearing, um, you know, elbow helpers, uh, elbow braces and all that kind of stuff for as long as I can remember. Um, and he's not going to go and, like, well, what, a couple of more injuries and he's gone. So, like, what is his value, yeah, well, really, you know? That's the thing. And, like, yeah. how much is sentiment worth to you? It's not yeah. worth... Five million to me, you know. If someone's year. gonna offer yeah. me ten, and I'm gonna get seventeen or fifteen somewhere else. Yeah. But to be honest, I think it's extremely inflated. Um, but John Clayton said, uh, Packers, Titans, Bills—they're the three. But I mean, you can just basically pick any three you like and fire them in there. Yeah, and look, Goody's going to be in the conversation. He's probably definitely yeah. contacted and all that kind of stuff. And then to add fuel to the fire, as what we spoke about pre-prod, what do you make of JJ Watt's tweets? Absolute nonsense, or is he oh. playing games, or what's going on? I think Do he's just care? playing games. He's just he's just there trying again trying to whip up a bit of a frenzy because the more people talk about this, um, let's face it, lots of teams would like him mm. just to say they have him, and then you'll sell a few jerseys, you'll whip up the fan base, the team might. But I don't, I just don't know. I just don't think he's going to make that much of a difference. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, like look, he's and the thing is, it's not that you know that thing when you go into a shop and you have a certain budget, and then they go, oh well, here's this thing for way more than your price range, and you go, ah, well, it's probably crap anyway, and you're kind of like making excuses for why it would not be awesome. Like JJ Watt, yeah. you know, he's a high character guy. Um, he is an institution in Houston. He yep. he brought so much to the team, so much to the community. Um, he's from. Wisconsin, so the, like what he would bring would just be incredible. Oh, yeah. As you say, Jersey yeah. sales ridiculous. Um, yeah. you know, there'd be such fanfare around that his play. You know, him and Zadarius were the two most double team players. We've seen him dominate on hard knocks. You know, where he's sort of absolutely like he's in a di- he was in a different league now. Whether he's the same player because of the injuries and all of that, he's still a formidable force. But oh, yeah. there's a price on everything, and you know, yeah, yeah. I kind of equated to like you know, if you can get a Mer- you can get a Mercedes and you can get two different types and both of them to me look identical and one of them is 200 grand and the other one is 60 so you have to ask yourself is that more expensive one worth the extra 140 grand that's right i mean if it's just the badge you want the badge is cheaper you know so i just don't know i put it this way if you can get them for 10 absolutely if you want to start Mm. talking 15 16 17 i don't know if that's worth it and plus i don't think we can pay we can't afford it well, look who we're cutting, you know, and look at the players who yep. we probably ideally would like to have around and, and give another shot. Like what Zadarius and Preston did together was was dominant. Yeah. But with the emergence of Rash and Gary, I suppose that puts that into question. But like the, the Packers have an awful lot bigger needs than trying to restructure everybody's contract and give everybody a signing bonus and push all of the problems down the future for a guy to pay him that amount of money. Now, not unless yep. they could get him on a really tasty you know, three-year deal that they can cut him after two years and, and it wouldn't have that much hassle. But, like, I love the way people talk about 
people like they're chips in a game you know and sort of like oh well we just give them they just offer them like what was that one that they were saying there was a wide receiver I forget now because the storyline's so boring but they were saying oh we'll give them like a, a one year sweet deal and, and uh, you know all this type of stuff and it was halfway through the season and they're kind of like oh yeah he's going to want to uproot his whole family and move up to Green Bay for the promise of a six month contract it's the same as looking at those job applications online you know the fixed term contract ones covering yeah. maternity leave and you're like going, oh yeah leave a job yeah. of 15 Amazing. years to cover maternity for nine months on the chance that you might perform well enough to stay there like people are people they have feelings you know so it's not that's not really going to yeah. work out either so look I don't think JJ Watt I don't know about you Daryl I think you're probably in the same agreement I don't think JJ Watt's going to give us a, a hometown discount um, no. of a, like tens of millions just to play in Green Bay when he could get injured the same year no yeah, not I mean wh- why would he you know, would anyone I mean you look at the rugby guys you know mm. and they finish with their with their clubs and they go to japan or they, they they're there for a cash out i mean that's and you can't blame them for that they, yeah. and he knows he knows where his career is he wants to make as much money as he possibly can it's a finite game you know you could get 10 years if you're lucky you could get two yeah who knows 100 percent, yeah and as well as that i think you know i would really love to see aaron jones back in green bay and yeah. i know he's probably there's all this talk about that they offered him massive money like a top five running back money but he wanted more guarantees which is always hard for a team to swallow because yeah. You know, yeah, you know yourself at the running back position. Sure, he was out injured this season, you know. Yep. So I wouldn't say in any way he's injury prone, but that's just the life of a running back, really. I remember going to an event with Stephen Jackson and he just said he was in constant pain. Like even in the off season, it was just constant pain. And you really have to, that's why they have to pull themselves together to go back to, to training camp, mini camps and all this type of stuff because they're like, I can't believe we're going to be doing this contact football thing again because it's an absolute yeah. nightmare. Sleeping I mean, in hyperbaric chambers, like it's just rough. But I see, and the way to look at it as well, and, and, and from his point of view, I totally get it. He's saying, it's not like he's going to another team saying, I want all these guarantees because they'll say to him, we don't do that. We don't yeah. give running backs guarantees. No one does. He ain't getting them. He'd try it on with Green Bay because we do know him. He'd say, look, guys, you know me. You know what I'm capable of. Just put something on the table. And to be honest, I don't think, maybe that was just posturing um, at the beginning going, look, because he, he knows full well he's not going to get those anywhere else he goes. He, his headline figure might be higher somewhere else, slightly. Well, but he's still not going to get any more guarantee. I remember he changed his agent that time. And he yeah, that's right. That, yeah. that Green Bay chain and people were like, oh, it, it seemed like he really wanted to stay. And the Jamal Williams thing that you mentioned earlier, I mean, here's a guy, as you said, who's who's putting himself up there to say, I am still available, I'm still willing, and I want to be here. Now, maybe that's uh, something in the background that it could be a number of things. Number one, he wants to tell the fans that it's not his fault that he's not coming back, I guess, because he was a beloved player. This is mm. a guy who was all about personal image, too. Like, he was always a happy guy, nice guy to have around, and um, he'd probably just shown his loyalty that way, very sort of emotionally mature like that. Um, so, you know, there's probably an element of that to it. And then also maybe something's broken down with his agent where they haven't even mm. given him an offer. And he's like, well, just try me then and just see what the story is. Um, and that said as well, it, all, it also looked like at the end of that quote that people were saying, um, when, when people listen to the video of him talking, he does put himself up for other teams too. He's like, look, if I go on to somewhere else and someone wants to take a chance on me, um, I think he's been fantastic in Green Bay. But I, I really yeah. do think people are really undervaluing Aaron Jones and his contribution. He's up there with Christian McCaffrey, Tarl. I mean, this is a yeah, guy who... I think so. The offense is built around him. Now, if they're confident that, it, which is why they made the you know splash move, I guess, last year for AJ Dillon, if they're confident that Dylan is the back they want to build around, well, then so be it, I guess. And that, that will sort of spell the end of Aaron Jones. And in the draft guide last year, I alluded to that to say, mm-hmm. Jamal Williams coming up, Aaron Jones is coming up. We're, we're in big trouble here if we don't get a replacement. Do they think AJ Dylan's a replacement? Too small a sample size, I guess, but they I know think more so. than we do. Yeah. They do, but how much more do they know? And is there any harm in having a guy? I mean, who wouldn't want Jones sitting there? Um, even if you're just paying him to sit there for a season or a year or well, whatever. Well, Jones but and just Dylan, oh Jesus, can you imagine the stable? Yeah. Now, I know there's enough to be said for, you know, having a 
you know, you want an every down back, you don't want sort of a running back by committee. It, it very rarely ever works, but there has been teams where it has been dominant and Jones has proven that he's just a different style of runner to AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon yeah. is that bruising back. Um, yeah, who knows? There's, there's so many questions around quarterback and around running back, weirdly, on this team that's just come off the MVP performance of Aaron Rodgers that is still slightly up in the air. But they could get a rude awakening, Daryl, if we, you know, let Aaron Jones go. We try to go into the season with AJ Dillon and he just does not have the purchase that Jones had. Like Jones was yeah. quick and elusive. He made, you know, um, quick breaks, uh, great receiver as well when they needed him. So. I don't know. All of this, all of this guff about Lindsley was more important than Jones. If it's true that Lindsley is gone, I don't know whether that spells that Jones is coming back. I doubt it, to be honest, because that's the way Green Bay kind of operate. But that's the way they kind of operate. Yeah, it's hard to know. Yeah. Well, it, time will tell, and yeah. we're getting close to it now. I suppose once the cap is cleared out, I think we get a little bit more visibility as to what we have in the war chest. Yeah, well, what's really interesting for people to keep note of is will they do that thing with Aaron Rodgers where they will... Mm. It seems like a really easy option, but from what Andrew yeah. Brandt was saying, he was like, look, um, if what he's saying is true, they don't want to commit to him. Um, if they don't do it, it sends the message almost straight away on a personal level to Rodgers to say, and they probably told him in the background, no, no, we're rocking with you. It's all good. We're going into the future with you. But if they don't put their money where their mouth is and convert that... According to Andrew Brandt, that could be a real signal that, look, your time mm. here is absolutely limited and then you're a lame-duck quarterback. You're just a place filler for the young lad that's behind you. And he tells this really good story, actually, where Ted Thompson, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, um, he came out with the second or third team in practice. And Brett Favre had the exact same questions. So he was asking, where's my future? Uh, he, Brett Favre's agent was calling Andrew Brandt saying, dude, what the hell? When they drafted Aaron Rodgers, they didn't need him. Um, the coach's room was going absolutely crazy. Uh, when they drafted Aaron Rodgers because we're like, you know, this is not going to help us win now. What the hell are you doing? And they had a draft party in Lambeau and he said the booing from below uh, will fill the room and shook the room they were in. And they said that yeah. it, it took their, their soul. He said that sound took their soul. So, you know, that's how much was at stake there. So the, he said that the Packers are dealing with that now um, with Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, but he said that when Rodgers went out and threw a pass, he threw it, he rolled out, got flushed out, went out to the right. And on the move, threw an absolute zinger to Donald Driver for 60 yards. And he said Ted Thompson never showed emotion, but he looked at him that time as if to say, like, we've got yeah, him, I've you know, it. which yeah, is incredible. So, like, God knows if there's any moments like that for Jordan Love. But it's interesting, too, not to waffle too much. Uh, but they had this video for Trevor Lawrence, and we seen him on his pro day throw that absolute bomb down the field. It was like 60 mm. to 80 yards. Uh, but then someone uh, tweeted out a video showing him throwing into nets and missing every one of them. And Trevor Lawrence came out and said, yeah, I was never kind of a big net guy. And like, you know, he's the he's seen as the, one of the most shining talents ever. So wasn't yeah, that yeah. the videos we saw of Jordan Love? You know, yeah. all these videos of him missing yeah. nets and stuff like that. So again, some stuff that seems indicative really isn't indicative at all. So is there anything else then uh, you want to raise from this sort of um, new star of the week to a degree? No, that's it really. Other than Dimeball's getting his 10 show stint on Jeopardy. That's going to be interesting. 10 shows, God. 10 shows. Damn. How's he going to find the time? Do you know what I don't understand? Yeah, between getting secretly engaged and everything else, let's talk about his personal life. Whoa, hey. <laughs> you know, and I love that as well. People are like, oh, why do we even care? Like, why are people talking about this? It's like, oh, because he's a celebrity. He's in the yeah. news. And he just dropped it in a speech that he got engaged for a play to him. She seems like a nice gal. And as well as that, um, you see, she was coming out saying, I never thought I'd get with someone who threw balls for a living and she didn't know him as a football player. Like, if I was to pick a woman for Aaron Rodgers, I'd pick Ma, obviously. But if I was to pick another woman for Aaron Rodgers, um, it'd be someone like this because that you just know that's what he goes for. Aaron Rodgers wants to make himself out to be 
and he is obviously someone who isn't just a football player he's an awful lot more cerebral you know the podcast stuff apart from Pat McAfee that he's went on has not been football related at all so he kind of sees himself that way well I, I mean if you think about it he, just on that point when you know he's he's most famous for playing football but let's face it, for the most for the rest of his life he's going to spend more time not being a footballer than he is being a footballer yeah. and I was only watching if you get a chance you should watch it actually the new Netflix show on Pele um, it's actually quite well done mm. but it's one of those things of what Pele's in his 80s now Everything in this show w- took place, you know, up till the seventies, and that's it. So for the last fifty years, Pele has not been a footballer. He's just been a man. He's just been Pele. And it's amazing when you look back at these sports stars when they do live long, and, and you know, hopefully they all do. But they spend more time being a normal guy than being that guy. Yeah. You know, than being Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback. He's not going to be that for, for most of his life. So that's. Will be interesting to see what he actually goes on and does. I reckon. He's done an unbelievable amount of stuff for charity and stuff like that. I mean, you know, the, with the Mac Fund and stuff like that. So I reckon he probably find himself in philanthropy and, and do stuff like that. But uh, fascinating guy. I think what we'll have to do is, is wait till at least two decades after he retires to finally get an interview with him. Because otherwise he's yeah. just not going to be arsed. Well, maybe one of his agents, agents, agents will have died. So that'll be, it's mm. like Kafka trying trying to get in to see him. We have to wait till his agents, um, you know, he loses a number of agents. Yeah. Speak, it's like speaking of Goldeneye again you need to get past all of the other agents first before you get to the big boss yes uh, Goldeneye amazing yeah well there we go that's it so get on to patreon.com forward slash UK Packers if you want to have a big old pile of merch and I will say to people because this always happens like it's literally happened for every single month for the last couple of months people sit on the fence right and then they eventually go ahead and do it and they do it on the first day of the next month it's too late by then and I'll tell you why it's because you have to sign up uh, before the month end to actually pay so when you sign up you don't pay anything um, it comes out you know the first month of the of the preceding month proceeding um, so yeah don't make that mistake because then what happens is is that your name isn't on the list and you say hey bro why is my name on the list I paid and then I have to say no you didn't pay and then they go hold on there now and look oh yeah right get you you know so uh, don't make that mistake um, get in yeah, nice and don't sit on the fence anyway it's not, it's not comfortable no and look the amount of people that join then and say oh hey I was one of those people that you're exactly one of those people you're talking about that was humming and hawing about doing it but never just sort of sat down and made the time it is now the 25th of Feb 26th probably when you're when you're listening to this you have only a couple of days almost literally to um, sign up so if you don't you'll have to wait next time around there will still be great prizes anyway follow at Daryl J O'Brien we have to get his uh, Russian bot ratio down um, on Twitter follow me at Steve Diddy NFL follow me the Paddy Packer on Instagram which is oh dear lord it's so racist I just don't know it doesn't even sound right when I say it myself you know I almost feel bad on myself I almost want okay, to don't worry about it. report myself don't worry about it that's no, fine it's too late to change it now yeah probably is and I wouldn't mind I have another account called Paddy Packer and it just refers people to the Paddy Packer because I thought some smart arse out there will get it uh, and people still keep following Paddy Packer instead of the Paddy Packer it's uh, upset what can I say you got to anyway. use that definitive article it's the Paddy the Packer, Paddy Packer. the Not one and only yeah so there you go anyway so I've done artwork lately uh, Packers artwork if you want me to draw you in a Packers uniform uh, you can send donations to at Steve anyway there nice. you go nice thanks so again get onto the Facebook pages but until next week it's from himself and myself goodbye and go back home